welcome back to Gab with Gwen. This is your girl, Gwen, and I have one of our VIP guests, Mr. Ismail, back in the proverbial building. How are you? Doing good. Staying safe, staying inside. You know, that's mandatory down here in Atlanta now, according to some people. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys, we're recording this on Thursday, July 16th. These days I like to tell you when I record because I don't know I'm going to release it. But I think this one might not be too long. And wanted to touch base with Ismail because you guys know he's representing the A ATL and we've been talking about this for the last few months kind of the ebbs and flows that we've seen in Georgia Mm -hmm. Um, you know what's crazy I think in one of the episodes I had re-listened to it and we had talked about the the amount of deaths being close to 50,000 and yeah look at where we are now we're going more towards 150 right so you even think about it we're still in July What's it going to look like by the end of the year? You're talking about schools opening, you know, out in California, the uh, the OC section, they rule that they're not going to be wearing masks. It's scary to think what the death toll is going to be and how unnecessary it is. You know, I was just talking to my cousin before you and I started talking. And she's a nurse. She's been on here. And, you know, she's an ER nurse. If you guys want to hear about that, you know, in the New York area, she, we did an episode in the beginning, I think in like March or April. And so she has, you know, very interesting perspective coming from the healthcare field. And we were, she, she did episode 41 ER nurse survival mode. So that was, I posted that March 28th. Okay. So here you guys we're, you know, almost four months later, listening to that episode to hear what we we're talking about then. And then just having spoken to her a few minutes ago, it is, she's disheartened, you know, she's very mm. disheartened. And I think it's natural to be disheartened because she's on the front lines, an ER nurse in the epicenter at the time. Now the epicenter's changed, you know, the epicenter is now Florida. But to have done all of this, to put your life on the line... And for America to not learn any lessons. You know, we've talked about Americans not learning the lessons from China, from Italy, from Spain. We're not learning our own lessons from our fucking selves either. No. I think this clearly shows how, what's the word, non-communal we are as a society here in America. We really don't care about each other whatsoever. And this really proves it. All you have to do is put on the mask. That's all you have to do. It's not infringing on your rights. It's not putting you in any danger. It's really helping yourself from getting sick. And it's helping you from making others sick. Simplest thing you can do and the most effective. And you have people who are protesting about this. We had a uh, member that um, security guard that got shot because he told somebody you can't come in here unless you were wearing a mask. It's really embarrassing. Like you said, it's hardening to show where we are as a society. And it's funny, I read an article on Business Insider, it's a couple months old, but somebody shared it on my Facebook. And the title was, Before Face Masks, America Went to War Against Seatbelts. And we're both too young to recall this, but in the article it was talking about in the early 80s, 65% of Americans opposed wearing seatbelts or having it be enforced by law that you had to wear a seatbelt, which sounds insane to us now. But I see the parallels, what's going on now. I mean... We just look like idiots, and it's just like you're needlessly throwing away lies, and it's going to get worse when you start involving children. It's like I can't understand why people can't see that. All of it right now is almost becoming like political theater, 
with people's lives at stake. And it's like people are talking in these abstract terms about the economy, simulating the economy. I'm like, the economy is made up of people. And if people are dying and if the hospitals are overflowing, there's not going to be any economy to even worry about. I don't know if I even hear people talking about the economy anymore. Like that was in well, the beginning. Now it's just come down to it's my American right. It's, it's well, I guess the right. reason why I, I mentioned that is because our good governor down here, uh, Brian Kemp, when he talked about um, his new executive order, he did mention the economy again. And he mentioned that this whole idea of, you know, our mayor, Keisha Bottoms here in Atlanta and about 11 other cities here in the state that have mandated on their own that you, it's mandatory within the city limits that you wear a mask. He's saying that that's against economic growth by doing that by trying to import these laws or enact these laws that are against his uh, state mandate. So now, I don't know if you heard about, about an hour ago, he filed a lawsuit against the city of Atlanta and those other states, <laughs> stating that you know their mandate and going back to phase one is uh, illegal and it's a contradiction of his state law. So we're, we're going to be ending up in court over this. How ridiculous does that sound? My cousin did tell me that. I didn't realize it was specific. It was about Atlanta and Georgia. I so just I think just to recap for everyone may, who may not be in the Atlanta area or may not be paying that close attention, we've spoken on a few episodes about this tug of war between the governor, the state governor Brian Kemp, and the mayor of Atlanta, the city of Atlanta, Keisha Bottoms. And he opened up Georgia fairly, fairly early. Even Trump pretend criticized him at the time. <laughs> three months, not three months, three weeks after the initial lockdown. He was, I think we were the first state that opened up. Yeah. And if anyone's been paying attention, New York, the tri-state area is no longer the epicenter. Washington State, you know, has gotten it under control as well. You know, they were the first place because of these nursing home outbreaks. We're seeing it spread rampantly in the South, really, at this time. So mm -hmm. Texas, Georgia, Florida, I believe, is now the epicenter. So with that, you know, and even the mayor of Atlanta herself, she contracted coronavirus, which is ironic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so with that being said, she's like, well, it's time to pull it back and go back to phase one. Because these things, you know, obviously it takes a big toll on the system. And obviously, you don't want to risk people's lives. So we're here now. And we talked about it. And actually, we talked about it in the episode entitled On United States of America. And this is literally an example. How are we in a country where the governor is suing his constituents, the mayor, <laughs> for trying to protect people? That was episode 50 on United States of America. We're not united. There's nothing united about this country. Not at all. Not at all. And it seems like it's getting worse and worse every day. And I'm even seeing fractures within the parties, you know, because if you look at Alabama, they have similar surging with their cases. And their governor, who's a Republican, he made it mandatory or she made it mandatory that everyone in the state has to wear masks if you go out. Yeah, it makes Alabama's perfect been, sense. Alabama's been, yeah, you guys know Slim, who's on here and frequently heard she's from Alabama. She's been telling me about what's going on there. I mean, I but this is the thing. Why is it even a political, why does it have anything to do with po political parties? This shouldn't be an issue. We should not be even thinking about how to address a global pandemic, a public health crisis along the lines of political parties. 
Like, that's where we're so fucked up. Why are we even doing that? This is where you need to put your red and your blue aside and just think about people and not in some arbitrary, like colorless society, colorblind society. And I don't recognize, you know, I'm not saying that, but this is a human issue. This is a issue that's, it's hopped across the globe and decimated populations. It's killing people. It's, you know, it's not quite the equalizer because they're obviously disproportionately affected groups in the United States and in other countries. So in the UK, the BAME group, the black, uh, Asian and minority ethnic group, and in the United States, the Black and Latino populations are disproportionately impacted by COVID, but at the end of the day, you know, anyone can get it. So why are we putting politics above anything else? I never understand it. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't care if the right or the left feels a particular way. It shouldn't be that. Like, it's just a health issue. Right. It's like, hey, we want if you want to get the economy, if we want to get to that point where you can't have a bunch of sick people, you can't have the workers be sick. You can't have the hospitals surging. You can't have parents not being able to take their kids to school or, you know, teachers can't teach because they're sick. Like we can't be in that type of situation. So you do have to attempt to get it under control. And for some reason and some reason is just capitalism and greed and in this partisan view, people are just saying, well, forget it. Lives don't matter. Your lives don't matter at all. Your health doesn't matter. Your well-being doesn't matter. All I care about is winning and pacifying my political party. And so you and your grandma and y'all can all kick rocks and die. And, and die. Cool exactly. And I'm like, really? Honestly, I think until we, when we get there, unfortunately, when we get right at about 200,000 people dead, maybe that will start having a bigger effect where people are going to start realizing that, like you just said, the politicians do not care anything about any of us at all. We're basically being left on our own. Uh, you have, we also forgot to mention that the, um, the unemployment stimulus, that's over with now. You know, that was a cushion that was helping people just make it. So what are those people going to do now? So I think people are really going to see it now once the money is gone. And, you know, they were supposed to vote on the second round, what, earlier this month or end of last month? That's been totally off the table. Nobody's been talking about that now. The fact that this is an election year, this is why I think at least the Republican side is going so hard with trying to hold on to these ridiculous mandates that are putting people's lives in danger. And to me, the Democratic side is not being tough enough. Exactly what you said should be the argument on their end, just the human side of this. We're trying to save your lives. You know, forget what you think about us personally, who you're voting for. We need to do this so you're even alive to vote. I think that should be the argument. And they're not really doing that. You know, they've always been, I think it's always been the big knock on the Democratic side is that they're just weak in how they approach things. I agree. Very weak. I mean, look, the way I see it is there are multiple layers to this whole issue. Some people, some people think it's a hoax. They don't believe COVID is real. (laughs) They think that this is all left-wing media liberal hype. So part of it is that some of y'all do need your grandmas to die and you do need your husbands and your mama and everything to die for you to believe it. Real talk. And that's sad, but you do. Uh Second layer of this is that, well, if it's overwhelmingly and disproportionately having fatal effects and fatalities on 
black and Latinos, well, some of you think that's good. Right. Some of you don't care. Not my problem. That's not my problem with black and Latinos. You, you think you're okay with us dying and you think it's good. It doesn't impact you. It's always, you know, you guys always have problems, right? I think that's, you're actually fine because you think it's killing the right people. It's doing the work you wish you could do. Okay. So mm-hmm. you might be fine with that. Third, you think a lot of people think, oh, it's just a cold. It's just a cold. Look, Chris Cuomo got on CNN. He's fine. People get all the time. We have colds all the time. We're going to get immunity. Now, you guys don't read. COVID is working very differently. There's no long-term immunity. It happens for a few weeks, and then it goes away. You can get it again over and over and over, and you don't know what strain you're going to get. You don't know how it's going to impact you. That's fine. And then I think like the fourth, people are like, I'm tired of being at home, so I'll just take my risks. I just want to live my life because ultimately people are selfish and and individualistic like you said, and we don't have any community. So it's different layers to this. And unfortunately, Americans, we are a type of people. We are, my mom always says, those who can't hear must feel. So people need to feel it before they will listen. And that means that it's going to have to really have crazy numbers and negatively impact and have people seeing that their loved ones are dying in the middle of the country and penetrate the Republican Party, where they're actually being negatively impacted for them to say, oh, maybe we should do something. Right. And how many innocent people are going to be going to die throughout that whole process? Because I'm like, you're going to be asymptomatic and still spread out. I told you that story about a month or two ago where one of my good friends in the writing industry you know, lost her mother, her grandmother, and her aunt. And they tried to do, you know, they tried to do everything they possibly could correctly, quarantining and all that, but they were all in the same household, and that's how it spread. It's like, how do you get over something like that when you realize that my family members could have been saved if my government was responsible and really cared about us? I have tweeted this. I've said this many times. I said, everyone who's denying this and the, you know, saying it's a hoax or saying it's overblown or these politicians who are being ignorant, you are slapping hundreds of thousands and millions of people in the face who have lost loved ones. Like you mm-hmm. are dragging their loved ones. You know, you're just dragging them, pissing on their graves. Okay. Because I personally know people who have died from it and I know their children are devastated. Right. And I'm not talking about people who are older. Yes. I know people who are in their, you know, eighties, seventies, but people in their fifties, um, who've died you know they have children in their 20s who were broken broken by losing their parents i saw today on twitter uh one of my favorite podcasts is inspiration for me uh the bodega boys Jesus. he tweeted that his cousin in the uk she was 35 she just died she she gave mm. birth she was in the hospital they took the baby away immediately because they thought she had covid sy- symptoms and she died right? 35 years old. So your lack of care and your disregard for public health is also pissing on the graves and putting salt in the wounds of people whose family members have lost their lives. Like that is fucking cruel. It's cruel. And my biggest gripe about all this is that once it's all said and done, when the history books are written about this and the blame is cast aside, no one's going to be held accountable. No one's going to go to jail because this is borderline criminal to me. What they're, what these uh, politicians are doing. None of them are going to go to jail. No, you know these people 
who were make, trying to make you risk your life have great insurance benefits and have steady paychecks and their families are in a good position and you're believing them like, oh, I can just be out here and find you. You probably don't have great insurance. You don't have, you know, great. And even if you do, like you don't have the protections. It's, it's ridiculous. And you're right. It, this is criminal. And, you know, and what's crazy to me, and I want to think another angle I want to approach this from is Trump at one point was trying to keep pushing this China agenda. We should blame China for the China virus. Let's China virus. Chinese virus, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> listen. Everybody knows it started in China. Everyone knows they hit it. We also know that it's a communist regime. And look what they do. Do you guys know what's going on in Hong Kong right now? Please. Yeah. Okay. Hong Kong is the people in Hong Kong are being oppressed like a motherfucker. That's a whole other episode. Okay. But we also know what China is. China's never purported itself to be the home of the brave and the land of the free and justice and, you know, the, the police of the world. Oh, let's just call it what it is. We're, we're the best, the best country in the world is what we always like to say. Yeah. We, China's never said that. Okay. China's never <laughs> right. said that. So they did what they did and what, and who's going to check me, boo? Because seriously, China is the real world power if we all can just admit it for a second. Okay? Right. All you people are so concerned about killing black people and killing everybody else. And not, not that I'm saying to kill anyone. I don't want to make that type of parallel. But you're so, all of this strange racism and animosity and hatred towards black people saying just treat us like human beings is because you feel like, oh, well, if I treat you like a human being, that's taking stuff away from me. You know, because right. you've been so accustomed to having your privilege and you want to exercise that privilege at the expense of others that you want to keep your foot and not to be funny on black people's necks. That's what you want to do. But the real tea and the real gag and all of this here is that black people are not taking anything from you. Never have been. We could never do it. And the, the ones who are running the show and who are becoming exorbitantly wealthy and have the society that has, you know, while we have the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, China, they have been upwardly mobile as a society mm -hmm. as a whole for the last 20, 25 years, 30 years. They've done what we couldn't even do. So you're looking and fighting and fighting and doing all this arbitrary nonsense with your colonial mindset. And Trump is trying to put you know throw you off with a banana in the tailpipe about china look they took care of their people they got it listen yeah they denied it at first but they got it under control and every time there's a new uptick they lock it back down to get it under control yeah what are we doing right <laughs> what are we doing so you can't don't go here trying to throw cast stones at china it's still your responsibility as supposed to be the quote-unquote leader of the free world to take care of the american people and then not just go hiding in the White House. And then and, and, and it's crazy to me because this is where, like, I guess the libertarians... Where are y'all? I don't hear no libertarians talking. Are y'all happy right now? Because you oh, always say yeah. you don't want any government. So is this this is what it looks like. What you said you wanted is what's <laughs> happening right now. Is this what you wanted? Because this is exactly mm -hmm. what it looks like. When it's hands-off and there's no federal intervention, and there's no United States of America, and it's a bunch of feudal, you know, camps, a bunch of little feudal estates fighting each other like we're in the Middle Ages. That's what we are right now. So here's the big question to tie it all back in, being that we have the election. You know, for the most part, we've always been saying we still feel 
Trump is going to get reelected in November. Do you still feel that way, or you think things could possibly change if they get worse? He's still getting elected. He's still so getting elected. So? These people, yeah, you know, the numbers can't increase. You know, unless it turns into the bubonic plague, where it's like they just start, <laughs> they just start dropping like flies, dropping in the street, right? <laughs> yeah, until they start dropping in the street in the next three months, four months, yeah, three and a half months, they're not going to change their mind. I've seen, you've seen all hmm. over social media. People in New York all over. I'm not going to wear an effing mask. You know, white people are right. unhinged. White people are unhinged. They stay on crazy. code no matter what. Even yeah. in the face of everyone around them dying, they stay on code. Like, I'm fine. I don't need to wear a mask. I'm fine. I walk around like this and blah, blah, blah. And you can't take my rights away. And I'm American and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, listen. Th- listen, this is Titanic. Okay? And they are playing the violin as it sinks and happily doing it. Okay, doing a jig yeah. as it sinks. And and that's it. That's it. They think it's honorable to die for for my white privilege. Okay. Complete so he insanity. Will yeah. He will win. Listen, it, it, 2020 was the, a year for the books. A year for the books. We, we can say that. That's but the most surreal one I've lived through. <laughs> a year for the books. Nothing comes close. Nothing can come close to this from what we in our lifetime, but you know, we truly talked about it. But I think if we get more distance and really look at it, and I've said it, but I think the more I say it, I said you know it's it's truly something. If a global pandemic can shut down the airline industry, shut down America, the world, right? Nothing shuts down the world. It's shut down the world. Yeah. But what it could not shut down was racism, racism. where George mm-hmm. Floyd is getting murdered. Brianna Taylor's getting murdered. You're getting Ahmaud Arbery mur- in the midst of all of whatever. Nobody can They still... It's such a, a sickness that it's strong. Look, we can shut everything down, but the one thing that can't pause, that can't go on hold, is racism. And some people like, you make everything about race. Corona's not about race. It's my life. No, it's not. You... It really is. You don't realize it because you don't even know what are you fighting for. When you're saying you don't want to wear a mask, what are you fighting for? Right. What, what American for? What American ideal are you upholding? Yeah. You got to think about that. Like, peel that back. What are you fighting for? Why are you insistent on not wearing a mask? Because you're not, no one's saying, Ugh. It's uncomfortable. You know, I have asthma. You know, I have claustrophobia. That's not what it is. You're not saying anything about the actual experience of wearing a mask. Okay? You're not saying that. Your objection to the mask is that it's against your ideals. It's against your identity. You feel as if to prove that you are American, to make America great again, to stand with your political party... This is why you shouldn't wear a mask. Completely ignoring science, <laughs> completely ignoring everything that goes around you because of mm-hmm. your own ideals. So what are you upholding, to Ishmael's point? What are you upholding? Think about that. Coded language. We know what they are. But they don't even realize it. And that's what makes it so insidious because, you know, the whole talk about, you know, that mindset is embedded in them, you know, since they're children. You know, it's second nature at this point. So the whole idea of trying to unwrap that, you start thinking, is that even possible at this point? Mm-hmm. These are people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. You are who you are at that point for the most part. So it's like trying to appeal to these people's sense of humanity. It's almost like a lost cause. 
And then you can kind of see why people go the extreme the other way. And it's like, I don't even want to deal with these people whatsoever. But it's like, we're all in the same melting pot. It's like, you have to. It's like, we do business together. We live in the same communities. Even if we don't, it still overlaps. Same voting blocks. It's like, we're, we're stuck with these people who are so backwards in their thinking. It gets so disheartening. And then you end up with something that should be so obvious when you talked about the racial angle. You had people saying, when, when we saw what happened with George Floyd, well, what did he do? You know, almost like he deserved that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Ahmaud Arbery, when he gets shotgunned down to the point where they stood over him and called him a nigger as he's dying. That's the, probably the last words he heard. Mm-hmm. Same situation. Well, what was he doing walking around the house? Mm-hmm. You know, you, they can't even recognize our humanity. How can you even deal with people like that? To even have a sit-down discussion, you know, so. This country, man. Mm. It's, listen, and then, you know, the irony of all of this <laughs> And the problem is that most Americans don't have a passport, okay? Most of y'all motherfuckers don't got a passport, so you have to understand the irony of what's going on. Is that all this effort, you wanted to build a wall to keep out immigrants. Who's getting kept out, okay? Because nobody's letting us come to their country. (laughs) Like We have the plague, according to them. It's like, no. Literally like zombies. Like, keep y'all away from us. I believe I saw that there's only 22 countries that are allowing Americans in at this point. <laughs> and I can't blame them. And they should not let us in. Not okay? at all. Just the irony of all of this. So your stupid wall. Yeah, build the wall to lock us in this bitch. Okay? Because what, where are we going? Where are we going? We are a hazard to the world. Right. <laughs> I didn't say all empires fall. We don't know. Maybe this will be the start. I mean, it's looking like the, it so far. This is not the start. We're in the descent. Okay, it already has started. It's it started for a while. Like the China rise, it cor- mm-hmm. there's a correlation with our descent actually. So I feel like the descent is the slope is quicker than I calculated or expected to be. On, <laughs> okay, I didn't expect it to be at this point in my life descending so rapidly in front of our eyes. Yeah. For us to pull out of the WHO, I mean, uh, listen, I just can't. You know, my wife has always talked about we need to get out of here. She she wants to get a list of about three different countries. And she said that years ago. So just like you said, she's probably already in tune about where the decline was coming. This is even before Trump got elected. So mm-hmm. I think everybody, like you said, if you got a passport, you might want to get at least two or three places on your list if you need to get up out of here relatively quickly. If they let you have to see where it's let lawyers let it. If they even let us right, right. Yeah, that's the hard <laughs> part. It's um. Because like we're always thinking it's going to get better. Like oh, well, 2021, this will be over with. Not the way it's going. I hate. To Next be year might too. be even worse. Where we really might not be able to go anywhere. I hate to be gloom and doom, and you know, you know, probably like Gwen. Why you always do this to us? But listen. <laughs> Gwen be knowing, and that's the thing y'all do know. They're like, Gwen, how do you know? I said, because, listen, my spirit is connected to my African ancestors, and we strong here. And I'm telling you, this 2021 is going to tell us, hold hold my beer. 2021 is going to tell us, hold my beer. This ain't it, and this ain't over. There's no vaccine coming this year. So all this day at at home, listen, we're all home for the rest of the year. Thanksgiving, it's going to be a Zoom Thanksgiving, okay? Mm -hmm. Hold up the turkey to the camera. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Let, let's just be clear. In 2021, it's going to be worse. And I hate and I hate to say it, and I hate it because I don't want to scare y'all. But Gwen just got to tell you what's in her gut. Now, if Gwen is wrong, and I, you know, I'm talking about myself in the third person, so y'all know I'm serious. I'm saying <laughs> if Gwen is wrong, I'm happy. Like, I'm not trying to be right about this. But I tell you, 
y'all are going to let your racist disease make you vote this man back in, okay? And this man who is displaying so many symptoms of having mental illness and dementia, but we are just going to keep ignoring it, is going, and he, because he's almost 80 years old, is going to be on a steep decline and feel vindicated to just destroy the country, okay? Because there's nothing to hold him back. He's at the end of his life, at the end of the term. Fuck y'all. He does not care. He is going to set it off next term. 2021 is going to be wild. And listen, I've talked about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, she was just in the hospital the other day. She's been trying to hold on, okay? For the Supreme. She's been trying to hold on for her dear life. She has so many health scares. She's been trying to hold on. And the only thing I'm telling you, especially this presidential election is important because he is the one who can appoint the Supreme Court justices, which is a lifetime position. Yeah. Y'all got this woman holding on for her dear life. And listen, evil lasts long. And that man going to hold on to his life. And that, you know, he's going to fuck up that whole Supreme Court and going to have us fucked up for years. Generations, actually. Yes, generations. The impact. Mm-hmm. But you guys want to be on TikTok. You care about Tory Lane shooting Megan Stanley in the foot. <laughs> so here we go. That's Ugh. that's where we are. So it's it's not to be gloom and doom. You know, it's really not. But we gotta look. But, you, at- but you're right. People need to be scared. Some fear would be helpful right now. People might make better decisions if they were a little afraid about what could possibly happen. Because right now I don't see it. You probably saw that clip. Um, during Fourth of July weekend, when they were having pool parties down here and all the other dumb shit that was happening, mm-hmm. and the big thing about that is a lot of the people were from out of town. You know, nobody canceled their flights. Mm-hmm. They all came down here, acted a fool, probably caught the virus, and then went back to where they came from and spread mm-hmm. it even more. Mm. A mess. And then you had all the shootings down here. All ugh. I'm like, I'm in the house damn near 24 seven now. I get groceries, empty the trash. It's just like, there's really no reason to be out and about. None. I agree. Look, the end is name, baby. The end is name. <laughs> Look. Well, it's certainly I'm, what it feels like. Listen, I'm not a religious person in any sense of the word. But listen, we just gone through all the chapters of Revelations, baby. So let's... And that's one thing we haven't touched on. Is there, you know, things continue to get worse. What is that going to do as far as, like, religious zealotry? You know, the uptick of that. You know, the apocalyptic groups coming out and all that mess. That's a great point. I mean, hmm. Well, I mean, a few of them got their faces cracked in this pandemic because they were <laughs> fighting to keep the... Oh, churches open. And churches everything. open. Okay. And then they contract. They're like, no, the Lord will bless my congregation. The Lord will bless my congregation. And the Lord gave you COVID. Okay. So mm-hmm. some of them got their faces cracked. And... That's not going to stop the zealous trees. You're right. It's not. Um, We'll see, right? I think we're just going to have to see how this is all going. You know, again, especially from a Judeo-Christian perspective, the church, the temple can be very politicized. And so that's also the tricky part here, you know, and I've already, already dragged passes on this podcast before for most of y'all being charlatans 
because unfortunately people are sheep and wounded and hurt and a lot of people take advantage of that especially in the black church okay not only the black church especially in the black church a lot of people take advantage of wounded people needing a place to heal and unfortunately take all y'all money and you really follow them like sheep blindly so now on the right wing side that type of evangelism they they're insidious but in a different way i can see them they've already pushed down here you know the reverse uh roe versus wade and that's kind of in litigation right now i think a federal judge like blocked them from doing that down here in georgia and i think maybe alabama too so i can see a lot of those type of issues coming back up if things continue to get worse it's like oh we're not right with god you know, we have Roe versus Wade. All these other things need to be reversed to get right with the creator. I can see a lot of that going on on the right wing side. No, I I agree. Let me let me tell you something. You're absolutely right. And then to tie it back to the comment about the Supreme Court justices, right? You do that at the local level, goes to the Supreme Court. Trump wins. He does a bunch of conservative judges. All these, any all of the advancements we've made in like the last 50, 60 years will <laughs> be right. gone. Okay, your birth control is going to need you. You can't not going to get it like that. You're not going to get to get abortion. You're not listen. They'll be you probably tons. can't get the birth control, but it'll you have to get the approval of your husband. I can see them doing some shit like that. Yeah, it'll be something crazy, <laughs> and then it'll it'll just be wild, right? There'll be tons of Cialis and what what's it? What's the other one? What's the other? I see the commercials all the time. They're just talking C- about Cialis and. Um, <laughs> My goodness, what is the other one? The dick pill. Ay, ay, ay. You talking about Viagra? Viagra, yes. Th- okay. That'll flood the market. That'll be fine because no one oh, needs yeah. a person. That's no problem with that. But birth <laughs> control, listen, what? You want to control the, your births and your body? Girl. So all of that is going to play into it. And look, look, I'm coming onward like, hey, it doesn't Oh, don't forget me. the heartbeat law, too. That that was what I was thinking about the heartbeat law where – um. If the heartbeat is detected, you can't get an abortion. Yeah. And keep in mind that can happen even before the woman knows she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that's, listen, that's real stuff that it can start to happen. And, you know, it's, and you guys are like, oh, you're crazy. But let me tell you what, what 2020 has shown me that mm. has been my own revelation, not to be ironic, is that I always said, like, growing up, in school reading about Nazi Germany. I said, I don't understand how you could have a neighbor and be cool with them and suddenly the government is telling you that they're bad and you just turn a blind eye and you're fine. Like I, I always had such a hard time growing up understanding how Germany could get to a place of Nazi fascism. I was like, right. I, I don't understand. Like how are you like this rhetoric happens and and you just blindly follow and you're cool and then the next thing your neighbor has to hide because y'all are sending people off to get murdered and and y'all just living normal lives like this shit is normal wouldn't that to me i would have a nervous breakdown because i would be like how is my neighbor suddenly you're trying to tell me that what they're not human they don't deserve to live and i'm supposed to just be going along with my work and everyday life like everything is cool i always said like i don't understand, understand the psychology of what the hell happened in Nazi Germany until 2020, until Trump's America. And what I'm seeing with COVID, I completely understand it because that's what we're seeing right now. And you might say, oh, that's a crazy parallel. No, it's not because your behavior to me is so irrational. I don't even understand how we have a public health issue that you're politicizing and you're willing to have people die and your grandma die. You're just willing to have it die 
for a fake ideal, a racist ideal. And what's the difference? That's exactly what they did. I didn't understand. That's like how I don't get it. Like, what you just woke up stupid one day? No, <laughs> this is what this is what people do. I'm seeing it around. I'm yeah. seeing it. We're living it right now. And Trump is, you know, I don't want to say Hitler reincarnated, but he's I don't know Hitler adjacent shit. He's Hitler adjacent as far as I'm concerned. The sad thing is, I don't even. He's nowhere near that calculated. He's way more reckless and, like you said, unhinged. So this can potentially be even worse. Yeah. Because the problem is that, like, Hitler had, like, kind of one agenda. Trump don't, Trump is all over the place. He just wants to be popular or he just wants to feel like he's in the spotlight. Like, he just wants clout. So even the bad press is still good press to him because they're talking about him. Absolutely. So I mean, who else is going to be sitting on Twitter all day when all this is going on? Yeah. So, you know, I always said, like, I don't understand. It's like, well, how could you just, your neighbor's cool and then... The next year, you you had your neighbor because the government asked So there was nothing before that that you and your your everybody else was like, "Yo, this is too much. This is this is wrong. Like, what are we doing?" And now you're just living in Nazi. I was like, I don't even understand the psyche of how you lived in Nazi Germany. And frankly, I don't even understand how y'all living now. Like you're saying that, oh, I'm sorry. Like I could not be cool with Germany if I were Jewish of Jewish descent. Period. That's all I'm saying. Right. I couldn't be cool with nothing in 2020, nothing based on that history. Period. Right? Now, I could, you could say, well, shit, how are black people cool white people? Facts. Facts. How are we cool black people? Look at what well, happened I'll say there's a, a good amount of us that aren't. You, you might think we are. <laughs> you talk True. to us off the record. So there's a lot of people that feel the same way. As that, you know, white people can't be trusted just based on the history of their interaction with black people. You got groups that say that? To me, seeing that, I'd be like, I don't understand like how you can sit by your government is saying some wild shit and suddenly people are getting killed and you're just yeah. rocking with it. Like they're coming through the streets, taking people and you're just like, okay, I'm baking pies and going to work and just going around with life. Like, cool. How? But I, But this is how. The same way that you can see a global pandemic and say that I don't want to wear a mask. I don't care about your life. I don't care about your neighbor's life. I don't care about nobody else. So if y'all die, cool. How, you know, MAGA. And you walk around in your red hats. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, this is liberal bullshit. It's not. Because it's really not. Like, I'm not a person who's in love with the Democratic Party at all. But it's, I'm telling you that you can't sit here in a global pandemic and look at the rest of the world. Look at us. We look crazy you don't have to believe quote-unquote liberals all right don't listen to us why the fuck are they not letting us into all these other countries hmm? exactly and that's the biggest the scariest thing i think is that there's just no accountability in our politics period you when is the last time you heard a politician say you know what i messed up on that i take accountability here's how i'm going to fix it never happens you always got to find someone else to blame preferably on the other side of the table it's their fault yeah absolutely. never fails you're absolutely right. And then, you know, something we've talked about is this $1,200 stimulus, right? <laughs> that was, what, four months ago? Are you supposed to ride that out to the end of the year, according to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> according to our government? That's supposed to hold you. You know, just a little something. Keep you afloat. $1,200 stimulus check. Um, you know, I talked to a friend who's on unemployment. The, whatever, the federal, like, they gave some type of bump. That's supposed to be ending soon, right? Yeah, I think at the end of this month, that was $600 on top of your um, unemployment payment per week. 
Yeah. So that's ending in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So come August, with cases on the rise, which will still be rising then, unemployment still being poor. You know, when people are sick and stuff, you know, they don't have money to spend and shit like that, right? And then exactly. travel is a bigger, you know, talking about stimulating the economy. Maybe if he's if he if he, if he if this was about this is why I'm saying this is not about stimulating the economy. And these motherfuckers is lying. <laughs> and let me tell you why they're lying, and that's why I'm like, hold on, you guys don't even know how the economy works. A big part of our economy is also travel, right? And then foreign people come here and they spend money too, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, China has you know big amount of tourism, things like that. Not just tourism; people do business, different things like that. Where the borders being open also stimulates the economy. So we're in a place where people don't want to come here. <laughs> okay, like not they don't want to come here, and so. And those people oftentimes have more money than we do, right? And you also want Americans being able to go places to spend and cross-border spend, all this stuff. So it's about the economy. It was about the economy. You also need to have fewer cases so you can attract, you know, New York. People always say, like, half the real estate in, in New York City is, by, is, is bought by Chinese nationals. Now, obviously, you mm. can still buy things online, things like that. But physically, you do need you do need the travel industry. Like, if we talk about spend, like the higher ticket items, like if we just think about how spend works, you have your regular, you know, regular, you know, food and stuff that's going on now. Food is something that's, these, you know, food is obviously in the daily necessities that has increased. But those are typically low ticket items, right? But your higher ticket items, cars, you know, travel, things like that, like there are right. higher ticket items. Those are things that also, you know, stimulate the economy, not just, you know, a big screen TV, you don't get those all the time, right? And that's like Thanksgiving time, people don't do it. But higher t- ticket items, people are not buying those right now. Why would you? And even things that people have thought were recession proof, makeup and stuff like that. What are we wearing makeup for if you got a mask on and you in the house? Exactly. So we got to think about how the economy is stimulated. It's not just stimulated by, Americans being able to go like to work here, it's a world's economy. We live in a global economy and that's the facts. And so for us to for us to really be stimulated, right, in our GDP, we actually need to have the borders open so people can come here and there's travel and you think about the cruises and the airlines, all of that generates a lot of money. So you can't just be like, Well, don't wear a mask and it like <laughs> you, this just makes no sense. If you really want the economy if you want to stimulate the economy, you actually do have to to get this disease under control so that these businesses and these items where you do have bigger ticket spend can have an uptick, right? Because the other thing is that if you think about regular stuff like clothes, who's buying a lot of clothes where you ain't going no place, right? You're not going exactly. to any place, right? You know, you're not going to nightclub, you know, you're not going to work, really, you know, you're not doing these things. So none of it makes sense to me because the economy, is, I, that's what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not even hearing that because the behaviors and what they're doing is the opposite of actually trying to stimulate the economy. You do have to get the disease, disease under control so that other people also feel like it's safe. And then, you know, business people want to fly in and the Chinese tourists want to come in and the European tourists and Americans actually can go places and do it as well. You have to do that as well, right? Because if people yeah. are, even within America, if you're afraid to travel because you want to be in a, you know, a metal tube full of coronavirus, then <laughs> we can't even do it here. You know what I mean? We can't even get domestic travel going. And I saw was that American Airlines said they were laying off 25,000 people. Um, mm-hmm. 
what do, what do you expect? You know, what do we expect? So the, this behavior is opposite of stimulating the economy. So for your governor to say that, he's full of shit. Completely. Trump lackey. That's what he's always been. But people believe them. <sighs> but they believe them. That's true. I mean, the fact that he's taken it to a, a level where you're wasting money and resources to sue your own constituents, your own cities. Like I said, criminal. It's he needs to be locked up. Wild. No, I was. I have a cousin who lives in Georgia, in like in Augusta, which is like a couple hours outside of Atlanta, and we were texting, and she's a nurse, another nurse, and. Mm-hmm. She was saying that, you know, I guess in that area, there are like two counties, Richmond County and Columbia County. And Richmond is a black county, like the people who live there are mostly black. And in Columbia County is primarily white. And so Richmond, which is the one that has primarily black residents, has issued a mask ordinance while Columbia County just is chilling like nothing's wrong. Right. right. Now, unfortunately, most of the cases of COVID are in the highest in Richmond, which is a black county, right? So it's a very tense situation because the South also opened schools in August, right? Up North, we don't open it till September. So mm-hmm. her having children, this is also a scary time because the governor was like, no, schools open five days a week. Y'all go into the classroom. And I'm like, children, number one, are notoriously, hmm, how do I say Nasty. This? Nasty. <laughs> I was gonna say disgusting. <laughs> not good at keeping up with certain norms and expectations, right? Uh, mm-hmm. With cleanliness and health, you know. And then in terms of the social distancing, it's hard. Kids are usually playing, they're touching, they're you know all of that. So you're going to be putting not only the children's lives at risk, rather, but you're also putting the teachers, the staff, yeah. and for what? But again, maybe y'all, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of casualties in all of this, but maybe it does have to be where you're seeing your loved ones pass for you to take it seriously. That seems to be the only wake-up call for certain people. You know, and, you know, they're not giving any real guidance on how they're going to ensure that the virus isn't spread in schools. Right. Because I said, well, and I've said this to everyone who I've spoken to, including my sister who doesn't live down there, but we talked about it. I said, listen, if they want to have an in-school option, they're just going to have to make, it has to look very different. Right. First of all, the classroom side has to be significantly reduced. Right. You can't have a full classroom full of children. Also, you probably need to do some type of staggered schedule. Right. You can't have the kids in all the time, every single day. Like it might have to be like a you know, rotating somewhere like, you know, you need to really think about it. Do you have supplies, right? You can't assume that everyone's going to have supplies. You need the sanitizer. You need the mask. You should have the children wearing masks, like all of these things. And for them in Georgia being like, no, the kids are just going to come out and that's fine. Like there's no masks, you know, masks are optional. They're going to continue to have sports, contact sports, all of that stuff. There's no plan to limit the disease. Again, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to ignore it. Or just just go to a bunch of funerals. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> We're Americans. We can survive anything. That's the only thing I can think of what's going on in their minds to even consider doing this. Like, how could you in good conscience want to put your child in danger like that? 
Some people think, well, it's just a cold. I Listen, I'm going to get COVID and now, you know, I'll be sick for a week and I'm just going to move on. I just want to get it and move on. That's what people think, too. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, you, man, I'm telling you, it's, I don't know, this uh, 2020. You know, a couple of things. You know, my mom said, my dad said, he said, well, be glad that you're not a young kid right now. Like, don't be glad you're not a teenager. And I said, why? He's like, do you think you're really mentally equipped to deal with everything that's happening right now? He's like, this is a, this is a very grim time. Hmm. Never considered that. He's like, at least you have the wherewithal to be able to put things in perspective. Being a kid right now and coming of age, this is a really hard time. You know, whether it's not, whether or not you, um... Are in school, you can't see your friends. You're, you know, graduation is supposed to be big milestones. You're, you know, you're doing weird stuff virtually because you can't do it. Then you don't have any great job prospects because right. hello. So this is we talked about when we were kind of coming of age more in 2008 with the crisis, financial crisis. This is a whole other ball game. This Completely is a whole other ball game, right? So I do feel I'm gonna say happy or blessed, but I, I do appreciate being the age I'm at now as opposed to being young trying to navigate this because it would be extremely disheartening, extremely frustrating. You know, you're talking about religious zealots. Like, this type of stress can push people to who knows what kind of effects we're going to have of this trauma of 2020, like collective societal trauma. That's a good point. And even the people that recover, because, you know, they always say, oh, the majority of people have recovered. There's still a lot of speculation and concern about what the long-term effects health-wise is going to be on you with your lungs, cognitive abilities. So what are we going to see 10, 15 years down the line with people? Yeah, they've been saying, you know, I've, I've been following some threads on social media. People are like, listen, I've reco- technically allegedly recovered months ago. They're like, you know, I can barely walk. I can't breathe. I have so many problems. You know, they, they're still having so many problems months after, quote unquote, recovery. So, you know, getting it isn't like this walk in the park where it's like, oh, I just got a cold and I move on. You know, there are long term effects associated with this and people are taking it very lightly the funny part that i've seen in all of this is the dating situation like okay you're married so it's fine but i also think like okay so this is a new layer of transparency and information to be shared and Mm. how you know people are still out there dating and hooking up from these apps y'all are wild (laughs) that's not me but y'all are wild (laughs) but like for me like if someone says they've had covid like hmm that has to be a disqualification. You can't take that risk. I'm like, you know, so, you know, it's they, they had it and they're, they've recovered. I hate to say it because I know I sound discriminatory and I know <laughs> that. It's, I sound discriminatory, but I'm like, mm, listen, I've been cautious like a motherfucker, so I don't know about that. And, you know, because I know they found COVID in sperm and stuff like that. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Like, that, but listen, you know, a lot of people aren't. That That's another thing, too. That's a thing, you know, and people are doing it. And so, like, what if you're dating someone and they're like, oh, you know, they have COVID. Do you break up? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you're dating someone. And not not in the beginning. Say you've been dating someone for a few months. Mm-hmm. Maybe six months. Somehow they contract COVID. But you don't live, right? You don't live together. So what do you do? You're like, okay, they got it. So what, I'm going to continue this. Well, at the bare minimum, you got to say, I'm going to see you in a couple months and see how you do. <laughs> I mean, I can't, can't be anywhere near you. 
I mean, it's a question. It's a legitimate concern, but it's like you just can't risk it because you don't know how your body's going to react until you get it. So it's like you cannot play around with that whatsoever. You could be asymptomatic, or you may get deathly ill. Why but so, so they've recovered, right? They recovered. You date someone who's who you know tested positive in the past, but they've recovered. You're still dating them. Um, if we've been dating and things have been going good, probably. But I'm not going to see you for a while. Probably like probably like two months. Just talk on the phone and all that good stuff. You stick around, great. If you don't, I understand. Because like you said, with the, the ability to recatch it, especially if you don't know how you got it, mm-mm. it's just too much we don't know. I mean, are you more susceptible to it? I don't know that. You might catch it again. I'm mean, I'm gonna need you to go through a couple rounds of testing before I feel comfortable coming back around you after you recover. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, yo, if we're not married, then it's over. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I guess I'm looking at it like this is a long-term person I can see your future with. Like, if we just dating and we kicking it, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards yours. How long-term? Like, what? Are we engaged? If we're not engaged, like, it just, was it serious? I'm saying. So, true, listen, true. Like, unless you're telling me we're, we're engaged <laughs> or we were near engagement, it really wasn't that serious, period. And so, look, it's been cool. And I, I hate to say this. I know it's wrong. But we're in a point where people just don't know. Exactly. What, there's just not enough information. And we do need to recognize that without knowing information, things are scary. You know? Things are scary. You know, and Fauci, you know, let, you know, let's close it out talking about with Dr. Fauci. I can't wait till he puts out his book probably five years down the line about this whole fiasco because I know he has a lot to say. He's being respectful now, obviously, because, you know, he's still in the advisor capacity. But he did mention that he hasn't spoken directly with um, Trump in, what, a month or two? Well, you didn't see that the the White House started contradicting him. Oh, did they? Okay, I missed that one. He's already, listen, he already on the outs. And anyone who follows me on Twitter, Gwen Ben told you about probably in March. I probably told you in March that this wasn't going to work out for Fauci. Okay. I already told y'all this wasn't going to work out for Fauci because all of that, when he was parading around with Trump and doing press conferences, I said, no, no. Getting too much attention. Yeah. No, no, no. You need to try to be independent. You, you do your own thing separately, your own interviews. Don't go buddy, buddy with this man. Okay. Because every single person we've seen who's ever been close to him gets stabbed in the back. He hugs you and stabs you in the back every time. And I don't know why none of y'all fucking learn. Do you not see with your eyes? I'm different. How is it different? Uh, Right. It's been four years of the same shit. He parades in a new friend and stabs in the back. Just like like a conveyor belt of different people coming in getting stabbed, 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 stabbed. Why? There's no loyalty. Absolutely right. There's no loyalty. And so I just felt this whole time. And especially I knew it was going to go left when Trump was telling people to drink bleach. And (laughs) you stood there and didn't really say nothing. Also, I knew it was going to go left when Trump was trying to tout the, the drug that he has investments in that subsequently ended up killing other people. As you know, being promising for the treatment of COVID, and then it showed up. It showed up. It wasn't. But he was kind of like low key co-signing. I was like, "What are you doing? You're supposed to be above this." And you know, and this is the this is the problem I have, and it's it's an American dysfunction. Ben Carson, brilliant brain surgeon, relegated to a Trump flunky. 
over housing. No experience, no nothing. He didn't make mm-hmm. you the Surgeon General, which you likely you have the qualifications for. You should be. Ben Carson's a brilliant brain surgeon. Why did you feel the need to be a politician? Why did you want to run for president? Why did you want to do that? You, doctors are revered, especially outside of America, but doctors are a very respected profession. And you're a brain surgeon. Everyone always talks about it. it's not brain surgery. Like that's like the what we deem to be like the highest level of difficulty when it comes to medicine. And you are a pioneer and a wizard, a master, a brilliant brain surgeon. And for you to go down this dirty path of politics and rubbing shoulders with Trump, for what? American culture wants too much attention and clout. And I and think- the allure of power, just being even adjacent to it will make you embarrass yourself. It's like you said, he's completely typecast, but just so you can be what you consider a prominent position in the presidential cabinet. How is that more prominent than you being a renowned brain surgeon? It's not to me. It really isn't. Mm-mm. It's not. You Especially were Especially this you, administration. No, you were much more revered and you know, you may not have been as well known, but again, it's just this chasing clout. It's stupid. Right. And then Fauci, I'm sorry. And I'm like, damn, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, or like you, there's nothing like an old fool because look at you, you knocking on 80 and you was trying to, you know, parade around like a little puppet too with Trump. And now he about to stab you and put all the nails in your coffin and discredit you because you're trying to say, be careful. He don't want to hear that. Yep. And you're not built for this, old man. You're not built for this. Okay. <laughs> Trump is a charlatan. Trump is a, with a guy playing three, three card Monty on the side of the corner, the street corner. He's a hustler. He's a slick talker. You're not built for this, old man. Should have stayed in your doctor lane, your virus lane. Stay in that independent of the politics. That's what you should have done. But no, you want to be all up in the video. Okay. Y'all always want to go deal with Puffy. I don't know why y'all always want to do that. Anybody got a career on Bad Boy? No. <laughs> this is true. Listen, come to death row, okay? <laughs> Listen, not now, back then. <laughs> back then. Listen, you can't come to death row now. But if you, you guys, like, young kids, like, what is this? You don't need to know what I'm talking about. Come to death row. Listen, I love Shig Knight, okay? I'm serious. So I'm saying, <laughs> come to death row. Listen, don't, you don't need somebody to open a video. Let somebody be behind the scenes, let you shine, do what you do. But you want to be with Trump, and I'm like, now the White House is contradicting him. They're not talking to him, and he's about to get dragged. And I'm like, this is just what we need. Again, they're going to refute science, refute the top science scientist. Trump's winning again. You can't tell me he's not. Uh, all we can do is protect your family and do the best you can. We can't put any faith in anybody outside your own walls. I mean, that's very apparent now. I mean, even in my community, you know, legally, we had no recourse to keep the pools closed down here. Mm-hmm. So the pools are open. You know, we got our COVID signs up and all that stuff, but, you know, people are going to do what they do. My ass ain't going to... Now, the most that we could do is we took all the chairs away and all that because we're like, you can't guarantee that they're going to get disinfected every night Mm. or every day like they need to. So Mm -hmm. bring your own chairs. You sit out there if you want to. Mingle. Do what you want, but we're not Mm. responsible. Mm. And people be out there. Just like it wasn't as bad as that pool party clip you've seen, but there'd be a lot of people out there. You know, we've uh, put a cap on exactly how many people can be out there at one time but it gets crowded you know like you said people just going about their lives like you know 
Listen. Like, like we're not in the surge. One of the biggest surges in the country is in this state. It's people. It's listen. It's terrible. It's it's really terrible. People are selfish. People. It's just what it comes down to. The American way. Yeah, people are selfish, <laughs> and so we just have to ride this wave. You know, there's going to be so many casualties. It's just so sad. You know, it's it's so sad. You know, my my cousin, we were just talking. She called me because of the numbers going up in Florida, right? And I mentioned mm-hmm. if my grandmother's sick. My grandmother's 95. She's bedridden right now. And we have, like, living nurses who come in. And there's, like, a few who rotate through. And so we've talked about, you know, making sure that they are wearing masks all the time. That's what I hear that they're doing. But we're not down there because, again, we can't go because of COVID. I mean, I was right. going there a lot. And I can't go now because of COVID. And, you know, being concerned that, yeah, my grandma's helpless in Florida. We, she, you know, she can't move. We have to rely on aides who come in, but you don't know what people are doing outside, right? And you're hoping they're exactly. following all the protocols. And it's it's just so hard, you know? It's just a terrible thing. And you don't want to be a casualty of other people's poor behavior. But what can you do, you know? So just ter- terrible things, you know? When I think of the... Um, nursing home a few people i know you know a cousin his grandmother died he broke down broke broke down like come on you leave your grandparent to be in the care of this facility and you know they don't have the proper controls there and people just drop like flies and then you can't even have a proper funeral because you can't be around them can't even really say a legit goodbye either yeah a family member died earlier this year at um, not because of COVID, but same thing. We couldn't have a funeral. Nothing. It's just sad. Actually, in Georgia, yeah, just sad. Mm. So it's it's just uh, again. I think people don't get it. And I think because we're black, and people are like, oh, black people aren't complaining about race. <laughs> you guys are always talking about race. Why is everything about race? You know. And you really need to think: What are you trying to uphold? How can making America great again look like almost 150,000 people dying? Mm-hmm. How is that America great? How is that making America great again? So how does not wearing a mask make America great again? And don't forget, they're going to have the Republican uh, National Convention in Florida. Jesus. <laughs> right. Well, they said they're going to scale it back. but yeah, okay. Let's see right. how that goes. What happened to that thing in, in Oklahoma, right? That whole rally thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? The stupid black guy—he got—he got—he got COVID <laughs> there too. What was his name? Is it Herman Cain? Yeah. Um, think about what that means. Think about what you're fighting for when you're marching on the steps of government buildings to open up, and when you're unhinged and having crazy spectacles in public places because you refuse to wear a mask. Throwing tantrums. Throwing yeah. shit on the floor, coughing on people. Yeah, coughing on people, licking a door. I saw a woman; they kicked <laughs> her out. She licked the door of a bar in Louisiana or something. Yeah. It's like, okay, what? And then the other thing is that all of y'all do this, and the media isn't like white people aren't unhinged. Anytime black people do something collectively, it's all on us. Y'all acting a fool, and it's all at the individual <laughs> level. <laughs> it's at the individual level. The plague of Karens. You know, and then people are saying that Karen is worse than the N-word. Oh, <laughs> no, y'all don't have to deal with that. Mm-mm. Think pieces. 
<laughs> Why calling me Karen is worse than the N-word. <laughs> There's an assault on white people. So. A privilege is something else. They'd be legitimately hurt, too. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> right. Karen's on Karen, you know. Better things um, to worry about. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there's maybe there's some black people who don't wear their masks too. I mean, some of y'all might be out there too. I don't know you. The few of those I've seen, I don't know any personally, just online. Same type of thing, conspiracy thing. It's not as serious as they're making it out to be. Don't let them um, take away your right to make a living. You know, dumb shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some conspiracy, some weird, strange conspiracy stuff with some black people. Unfortunately, saw a black man, by the way. Um, that I've that's supposed to me. Unfortunately, because <laughs> sometimes black men, I don't know what's going on on the internet, but have been very like vocal about the hoax and they're trying to control you with a new world order of masks. I'm like, what? And COVID can't be that bad. I'm like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Because I saw there's a guy I follow. He said, well, if social distancing works, why do you need to wear a mask? Shouldn't it be one or the other? God. So they're lying to you. Stay woke. Keep your third eye open. Should have kept that one in the drafts. People don't be thinking sometimes before they just be talking. I think they just treat, you know, their posts like their own diary. And they don't realize how stupid they sound out in public. But like I said, one thing this has taught us, just stay away from people if you can. As much as you can. Until this dies down to some reasonable level, which like you said, might not be until 2022, but hell, at least you'll be alive. Yeah, but this is going to be hard. People aren't accustomed to living like this. People aren't accustomed to being home, staying still. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah, I've had to make adjustments too. Like, I, you know, I like to go to the gym. So I just had a, uh, a workbench or gym bench. Just came today. Going to have some weights coming. Try and read, listening to music. Um, now, you can still go to the park and run. Just can't be near people. So you can go out just to get a little bit of sun. But everything else is too risky. Any type of gatherings. Going to a restaurant. I had a homegirl of mine was like, you know, I miss you. Let's go have some drinks. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like, I no. I know. What's I know people, you? Are, people are offended. They're like, oh, we can do socially distanced drinks. I said, we can do a virtual happy hour and you can Zoom Exactly. Me. Yeah. I'm not coming out anywhere. Listen, so many times people are like, let's do a lunch. I said, no. Let's do brunch. No. Let's do drinks. No. We can socially distance. No. Mm-mm. No. No. And I shut no. that down real quick. Like, no, hell no. You can't come over here. I had a friend came into town. Like, oh, you know, I'm in town. I'm like, that's great. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Wear a mask. You're not coming exactly. over here. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, no, and no. And I just need everyone to know that. <laughs> Listen, Especially for like me and you, me, you know, me and you being breadwinners. I'm like, everything like, kind of depends on us. I was like, we cannot mm-hmm. afford to, to get sick or worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Exactly. I'm like, excuse me and no. I said, listen, I have to help my family out a lot. And so mm-hmm. I need my job and I need to be as healthy as I can be. So actually, that's a no. Um, and people are like, no, they're like shocked. I was like, no, you can't. And I know I offend <laughs> people all the time. Like, can I come over? No. Uh, uh-huh. Do you want to meet me someplace? No. We can do a virtual happy hour. We could do Skype. We can do Zoom. We could do house party. We could do anything you want. FaceTime. But what we're not going to do is me seeing you in person. You just brought up something. You know, you were talking about dating somebody or seeing somebody. What, what, what would you feel about the uh, virtual dates? Do you think, think that's a waste of time? I mean, it's just talking to somebody. I don't think it's a real date, but sure. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's like talking to somebody. But I'm not, yeah, I mean, and I think people just, they can't, for whatever circumstances, can't stay still and have not figured out how to adjust. And maybe you don't, your living circumstances don't allow that. I don't know. But no. that's not me. This is, listen, we're, it's, it's here for the rest of 2020 into 2021. And that fatigue, just because you're fatigued doesn't mean that the virus is fatigued. Exactly. Like, you think you're uncomfortable now. How uncomfortable would you feel if you can't breathe properly? I know. Or if you, you With know, you're tube grieving. down your throat. You're exactly. grieving because of your loved one who's who couldn't do it. Because, you know, I, and I've, I've talked about, you know, I know people, that's what's happened. Uh, my mom has a good friend. The daughter works at Rikers. She contracted it. She brought it home to her mom. The mom died. I mean, right? The daughter was asymptomatic or didn't, like, wasn't, it didn't, wasn't impacted as terribly and then her mom died you're okay with that yo i would need to be in a mental institution are you kidding me exactly i wouldn't be cool with that i couldn't be the one who brings something to my family member but the american way is like fuck it like listen old people don't matter so that's that (laughs) right that's the american way Uh, might be a good name for this podcast the american way (laughs) Or this episode. The American way or old people don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> AKA old people don't matter. AKA the American way. <laughs> uh, just, it's sad, you know. And so, you know, we're going to talk to whoever listens to this. It's probably preaching to the choir. And whoever, the other people listen to it. She's what she's talking about. I have a right not to wear a mask. And you just, you don't want to hear it. So I recognize it's deaf ears. Like there's no reasoning or logic, right? There's nothing mm-hmm. we're saying is whoever listens to this and agrees is you're just preaching to the choir. The other people, they feel like that and that's that. And this is the American experiment, right? Um, yeah. This is the American experiment. That's the scary thing. There's been like no gray area, no real dialogue. Everybody's completely trenched in on their side and just going to ride it out to the death. But this is the like. thing. Is there something they, they could tell you to convince you otherwise? What could they could tell you to convince you to not wear a mask? Uh, nothing, because we have the science on our side, so. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. It's more so trying to get them to see reality. Well, they're like you said, see. until they die, or somebody near them dies, it's not going to click. They said they have their experience on their side. Nobody's dying. They've been not wearing a mask, <laughs> and they're fine. So, it's just media hype. They're fine. Nobody they know has died it from COVID. So, this is just the media. They know what they know, which is their life. It's insanity. More people have died from this than 9-11, Gulf War. I think the Vietnam War, too. It's insanity. It's crazy. It's a global... Like, if you don't believe American media, fine. But y'all are too stupid to know to look at... Look at... What did you thought? You thought it was a hoax in Italy? You thought <laughs> it was a hoax in Spain? You thought it was a hoax in China? All over the world? Brazil is fucked up right now. Yep. It's a hoax? I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad I'm old enough to actually have had experience with people to not be surprised or to be hurt, too hurt by this. Like, I accept that people are fucked up and I accept that people are stupid. So. Very. (laughs) That's the bottom line. Can't save everyone. Probably can't even save most people at this point. No, it's just like, you know, trying to keep your loved ones safe and hoping that you stay employed you be able to stay in a good situation to to weather this whole storm, right? Because that's what we're yep. going to have to do. And you know, the last thing I want to say is that all these little apocalypse movies 
Y'all didn't know nah. nothing how it's supposed to go, okay? None of the plots look like this, right? We are Zero. not prepared. None of the plots look like this, okay? Because this script... You're just sitting in the house 24-7. <laughs> this script is totally different. I Am Legend didn't look like this, okay? Mm-hmm. This is not what... The, we didn't know the apocalypse would look like this. That's all I got to say. With, you know, people getting dragged out of Walmart for not wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe they always skip over that part. They just go straight to everybody's half dead and there's only a couple people around. <laughs> they skipped over this part. What a life. La- you know, and I, I keep thinking about, like, where was I last year at this time versus this time? And to me, 2019 was actually a very hard year for me. It was not an easy year. I actually had a mm-hmm. really hard year in 2019. <laughs> and so I'm like, well... And it was still hard. I can't take away what what happened. You know, it was a lot of unfortunately death, and you know, and we're still yeah. in another cycle of death. It's just like wow, twenty nineteen was super hard, and then twenty twenty to me is just I'm bewildered. And it's like we're just halfway through. What what is in store? That's kind of the scary part because you know it's not going to be good. It's not like there's light at the end of the tunnel that we can see. It's just like we might be in the eye of the storm right now, but we at least got another half to go through. Which is going to be just as bad, if not worse. I don't know why Trump can't get COVID. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you, know, you notice that all the politicians don't because they got the money. You know, they can stay away from people. They're the ones that are safe for the most part. Like, like we talked about before, you got your beach houses, your other properties. They can get away from people and ride it out. It's the regular people that really can't. They got to go to work. They got to make money. True. Part of me isn't thinking like, hmm. Can I leave the country? I mean, I I can work remotely. If I can find a place that has good Wi-Fi and they let mm-hmm. me in, can I just dip for a little bit? That's an idea. I'm completely remote. I've been thinking about it. I figure out how to take my cat with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will take in the crate. They can go on the plane as long as they have the right um, vaccinations. And uh, you can travel with a pet. You just have to make sure the rules with the country. Um, yeah. yeah. I've traveled internationally with pets. So you just have to look at the rules in the country. Um, but depending, you may not be able to. So you have to take the right country. But listen. You can see what Ghana's talking about, the the right of return. They may be good on Americans right now, though. Like you say, you got to check each uh, country. Uh, 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 I don't. My plan is still my 90-day fiancé north of the border. That's my immediate plan. <laughs> Canada. Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada's looking good. Toronto's a nice city. Toronto's dope. I don't. It's a quick ride. It's an hour flight from New York. So mm-hmm. not a not a big deal. Uh, I have family there, so it's cool. Um, let's <laughs> Canada is looking better and better every day. The, every day you're looking better, and the the cases are sure low. Is. The cases are low, and they take care of their people. They paid everybody to stay home. Mm-hmm. I think through September they're still getting paid. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably uh, reevaluate and extend it for the rest of the year. Yeah, if they need to, right? Because then the numbers have been good there, you know, and I don't, so we'll see. They've, they've kept it relatively low because they, they took the right precautions and we're here playing games. Sure, that's the best way to describe it. Games, deadly games. Yeah, that might be the title, deadly games. That's what we're, that's <laughs> what we're playing right now. And so, so, I mean, listen, you guys, I'd like to end up with the podcast on a positive note. You're still alive. That's a positive note. If you're listening, <laughs> you're, you're not dead. Facts. That's as much as we can give you right now. You, you're alive. 
<laughs> that is something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you woke up to see another day, and everyone can't say that. So that's that's all I got for y'all right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you woke up to see another day. Be thankful for that. And you've made it this far through Corona. That's also another thing. You've made it through, you know, four months, five months through the COVID crisis. And keep your head up, right? That's all. That's all we got right now. Yeah, keep your head up, you know. Come to death row. That's all I can say to you. (laughs) Keep your head up. Which is appropriate on both fronts on the same team. Yes. (laughs) And come to death row. So uh, the irony, because I'm not really trying to tell you to come to death row, but I'm trying to say you'd be safer if you come here. But (laughs) just, yeah. So listen, it's always great to chop it up with you. Same here. One of these days we're going to have some good news. <laughs> I still think why I like to do the podcast, I will, this is a positive, this is a positive here. It's also almost like a record, an archive of what we were thinking at the time. Very true. And, you know, kind of a diary. Think of this as the page to your diary, okay? And so it's it's helpful because we'll look back at this time and really be able to say, like, this is how I was really feeling. It's not going to be in retrospect writing about it, who's the victor, who's not. It's like, no, this is what was really popping at the time, how I really felt, what was really going on. And I think there's something powerful to that. And you know, when you know, we're long gone and who knows what's going to be happening with social media where things are, there's always this, this snapshot in time of really being truthful and transparent and raw and unfiltered about our thoughts and feelings about being in the midst of a global pandemic of COVID-19. Yeah. There could be people 90, 100, 150 years from now that will be studying this. You never know. <laughs> well, if they study this, just know that Gwen be knowing. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. No, y'all call me, you know, Gwen Stradamus. All right. <laughs> because I'm telling you, listen to what me and Ishmael are saying. And I'm telling you, we're right. You don't have to believe us right now, but I'm telling you, we're right. History will absolve us, as they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's the positive. Um, if you're listening, your fingers on the pulse and you on the right side of history. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's the positive. <laughs> you're on the right side of history. <laughs> listen to this podcast. So. It's been real. Everyone wear your masks. Wash your hands. Please do. Socially distance. Take your precautions. Do all those things. Do the right thing. That's all we can ask. Mm-hmm. And That's yes. it. Keep it simple. Yeah. Stay safe. Uh, Till next time. Peace. <laughs>